For many of us, the forest is a peaceful place. Our friend here thought the same until he learned what lives amongst the trees behind his new home. The things he thought were harmless may very well change his views and leave him sleepless. I recently moved into a house that is backed up to woods. The woods are thick with birch and beech and pine, miles of wooded nothingness, colored with browns and greens, fall-time reds and springtime yellows. But the forest, to me, seems only gray, like a forgotten tombstone from centuries past. The woods are silent, as if devoid of life. In the night, its gray bones, when bathed in moonlight, appeared like prison bars, caging something in. Something that lurks deep within the eerie blackness. Something sinister. The woods, though, are not absent of wildlife. There are deer, and despite their presence, bring no noise but the rustling of leaves. This is not a home I chose, but rather inherited, gifted from a grandfather I barely knew. My father's father, to be exact. He'd left when my dad was just a boy, and remained in his life through letters, and not much more. I was next on the inheritance list after my dad passed, so here I am living in a home that I might as well have inherited from a stranger. The house is rustic, wooden, and modern, if that makes any sense. Modern in a sort of angular way, with large windows and minimalist wide-open spaces. The house itself isn't new, though. It's well over 50 years old. There's a sizable back deck, too, that I had initially thought would be a place I'd spend a great deal of time, reading books, drinking coffee, and just letting my worries drift away as I listen to the woodland sounds. But the woods are the reason I don't go back there anymore. One cool morning, not long after moving in, my coffee was warm in my hand as I stood on the deck. There was a light fog out, and it was quiet. Peaceful, almost. At the edge of the woods, a deer appeared, where it stood without crossing into the open. It stayed there, looking at me. This went on for several minutes. Then the deer turned and disappeared back into the foggy forest. It was odd, mind you, but not terribly so. That is, not until the next morning came, and the deer appeared again, doing the same exact thing standing at the edge, just staring, not taking a single step outside of the woods. Perhaps I'd spooked it, I thought, so I went inside where I watched it from behind the glass door. But still, the deer stared at me. I moved to the bedroom where the blinds were closed and carefully lifted a single slat, but to my surprise, the deer had shifted itself so that it could continue to watch me, as if it knew where I was going. There was no hiding from this deer, it seemed. As I looked out at it, 
I began to feel very uncomfortable, as if I were staring into the eyes of something more than animal. The deer turned and disappeared into the woods once again. Each morning following, though, the deer would be there at the edge of the woods, like clockwork almost, watching me. You can come out of there, I said to it, but it didn't move a muscle. I had an idea, so I went inside, grabbed a handful of grapes from the fridge, and then tossed them into the yard. Even as I tossed them, the deer's gaze never left me. It's not polite to stare, you know. For several more minutes, the deer watched me, then turned and left without touching the food. Later that day, I visited the hardware store. I went up to the register and asked the clerk, Hey sir, do you sell any deer feeders? The clerk looked at me a moment, cocked his head and asked, What do you want them for? The answer was obvious, at least I thought. You know, to feed deer. You got deer in your yard, kid? Well, kind of. There's one that keeps coming right up to my yard, but never leaves the woods. The clerk was silent for a moment, then asked, Where are you living? His question threw me off a bit. Why does that matter? The clerk narrowed his eyes, then exhaled and smiled. Sorry, we ain't got no deer feeders here. That night, after having just finished dinner, I stepped outside with a drink in hand, hoping to gaze at the stars and listen to the hooting owls. There, of course, were no hooting owls when I stepped outside, and because of clouds, no stars either. I sighed and took a sip of my drink anyway, looking toward the woods, and I noticed two glowing eyes. It was the deer. This was the first time I'd seen the deer at night. I stepped to the end of the deck and yelled, What do you want? The deer didn't budge though. I set my drink down and descended the stairs into the yard, but still, the deer didn't move. I stepped closer towards it. I'm getting pretty sick of... I immediately paused. I hadn't noticed earlier, but there were more eyes. More deer. There were about six in total, standing side by side in the woods, just staring at me. I slowly backed up, returned to the house, and locked the door behind me. Deer don't open doors, I know, but something just didn't feel right. Locking up provided at least some semblance of safety. I stood at the window for what felt like an eternity, but was only 15 minutes before they finally left. The next day, I went back to the hardware store, which sells guns as well, to buy a rifle. I'd settled on a Remington 783 hunting rifle, but before handing me the gun, the clerk asked, You plan on using it locally? I don't know. Well, hunting ain't allowed here. I looked up from the glass display case that I was looking into. What? Never? The clerk shook his head. Nope. Never. Then why do you sell hunting rifles? Our customers don't hunt locally. I sighed. What's the big deal? The clerk just stared at me for a moment, then leaned forward towards me. You think about shooting them deer, aren't you, son? 
What? No. Then what you need a gun for? I don't know. I want it. You know, just in case. The clerk straightened back up, turned around, and returned the Remington to the rack. I can't sell you this gun. Wait, why not? You might misuse it. I was growing irritated. That's ridiculous. Just sell me the damn gun. He stepped from behind the counter and held his hand toward the door. We're closed now. I'm going to have to ask you to leave. I looked down at my watch to check the time. It's only noon. We close at noon today. I coughed a frustrated laugh. <laughs> you gotta be fucking kidding me. The clerk was straight faced, his hand still held toward the exit. I rolled my eyes and walked to the door. The clerk followed and as I exited, he warned. You'd be best to leave them dear alone now. He locked the door behind me and flipped the sign in the window to closed. I went home that day and waited, checking the back window every hour, and when night finally came, so did the deer. I grabbed a flashlight and a golf club and stepped outside into the yard. Go away! I yelled and whacked the ground with the club. The deer didn't move though. You heard me! Get out of here! Again I smacked the ground with the club, but they didn't react. I shined the light along the edge of the woods and could see all six deer. Go! They weren't even phased by my attempts. I flung the club toward the deer and it collided with a nearby tree. They didn't flinch. What the fuck? I muttered under my breath. Deer are infamously jumpy creatures, and here were six of them, not reacting at all to me chucking a golf club at them. I stood in the yard, heart racing, watching them watch me. Then slowly, and all together, they turned and began to walk away. I kept the flashlight's beam on them, and as they moved, it illuminated a seventh deer, but one that was much larger than the others. They trotted past it, and I lifted the beam from this larger deer's legs to its torso, and then finally settled on its head. Holy fuck! I gasped as I stumbled backward, fumbling the flashlight from my hands. The deer had a human face. I quickly reached for the light and pointed it back toward the dark woods and the beam fell on the creature again, who had now stepped closer toward the edge of the trees. He glared at me from large human-like eyes set into a fleshed, emotionless face and atop his head were antlers large enough to crush me in a single swoop. And his body was larger than any other deer I'd seen before. He took another slow step towards me without making a sound. Not a breath or even a crunch of leaves. He was so quiet it was as if he were floating. I spun around and sprinted through the yard and up the steps across the deck and into the house. I slammed the door, locked it, turned off the lights and ran to the bedroom window where I fearfully peeked through a crack in the blinds. The creature stepped to the edge of the woods, then, to my utter surprise, continued into the yard. Immediately I became filled with dread. This thing had left the woods and was walking towards my house. 
I held my breath and watched as the creature came so close that I lost sight of it beneath the deck. I quickly shifted and searched for the creature, and just before I was about to turn and scramble to another room, I saw its antlers rise above the deck. It was ascending the steps upwards toward the door, and as it climbed, its head was turned in my direction, eyes glaring at me as if it knew exactly where I was. I dropped to the ground and hid beneath the window, then shuffled across the floor and out of the room. I hurried into the kitchen, grabbed my keys, and as I ran through the living room, there he was, standing at the glass door, looking in at me. I got up to my feet and ran as fast as I could to the front door. I tripped over a cord and when I turned around as I got up, I could still see the massive deer staring at me with its human-like eyes. I got up and didn't stop running. I ran out the front door, jumped in my car, and left town, never to return. Like our friend did at first, most may see deer as cuddly and sweet animals, but they can be ferocious when an unknown entity encroaches upon their home. Take heed from the warning of this tale and be prepared for the outcome when interacting with animals of any kind, lest you become sleepless.